bit of a difficult time with mental health these last few weeks and that's uh, perhaps reflected in the lack of recording that's happened as well. And something that uh, occurred to me before just hitting the record button a moment ago was or two important pointers came to me one of being acceptance and one of being allowing and these perhaps can go synonymously together they also differ in their own ways as well and the reason those pointers came to me was just uh, the realization that this is how life is flowing And there is the, the deep habit of using the word should. Well, I, sh I should have done this or this shouldn't be happening. And you can almost sense the resistance of the mind to life. There's never a time, usually with the mind, where it says, oh, this is just how life goes sometimes. There's always reasons or there's blame. There's something that went wrong or, or maybe you didn't do a good enough job in this particular area this particular task and this is why it's happened and for me personally it's it's accepting some limitations some limitations of the mind and limitations of the body example there's the, the recognizing that I have quite a low stamina for social situations for absorbing people's energies being in a in a group in a gathering and it can take an awful lot of energy out of me and it can take time to recover from that and the mind if I was to give this to the mind it would there'd be a portion of blame there perhaps well perhaps I'm spending too much time alone that's why this sense this sensitivity is here now or perhaps there's a way to to build up something to overcome this 
it's allowing space for, for anything to happen it's not in the acceptance of this limitation it's not closing the door on improving something if that arises you're not you're not taking a shape or creating a concept but the first step is just seeing how things are and okay that's it's okay for what has happened and in in one sense how can it not be okay since this is the way life has unfolded and who are we to say what should or shouldn't have happened when we look at the vastness of the universe and we look at the the narrow small mind that has this very big opinion on how the universe should have unfolded so the acceptance and allowing it allows for neutrality going forward if action is needed to improve something or it's not done from a rigid um, unstable position you know an opinion of the mind or blame of the mind and any action taken from the deeper your deeper self is There's, there's a connectedness to it, an intelligence that this is what needs to be done versus a reaction of the mind which has very little intelligence in, in, in comparison especially when it's not connected to the greater intelligence when nothing is flowing through there then Quite often, more pain and suffering can arise. So, for me, it's allowing my limitations. And accepting as well. sense the mind almost confused by the acceptance that well someone someone's got to be responsible for what's what's happened in this <laughs> in these last few weeks or the condition of my mind and my health there's got to be a reason to pinpoint someone something to to grasp This is something that can be observed within yourself as well if there's something that 
acceptance is needed and it doesn't have to be anything big um, for myself that was the past what's happened in the past few weeks but ultimately it's accepting the now allowing the now as it is without diluting it with a desire or the next moment or waiting it's just allowing yourself to settle and rest in the now as it is As we continue with the new earth and we have reached a passage I think it's still was the end end of chapter I think we're chapter four I think I, I think I said last week we're still on chapter three but <laughs> that'd be a long a long chapter three but yeah we're on chapter four I believe and the passage is titled The Secret of Happiness and what I'll do is um, the first line of this passage is referring to what was said at the end of the previous passage so I'll just re-read that so it gives a little bit of better context to those who, who are starting this passage so this is the end of the previous uh, passage titled The Background Unhappiness. Often the unconscious beliefs are directed toward a person and so happening becomes doing. And these are the unconscious beliefs. You should do this or that so that I can be at peace. And I resent that you haven't done it yet. Maybe my resentment will make you do it. And another one here. Something you or I did, said, or failed to do in the past is preventing me from being at peace now. And the final unconscious belief listed here is what you are doing or failing to do now is preventing me from being at peace. So that's the end of that passage and it's the start of the secret of happiness. All of the above are assumptions, unexamined thoughts that are confused with reality. They are stories the ego creates to convince you that you cannot be at peace now or cannot be fully yourself now. Being at peace 
and being who you are, that is, being yourself, are one. The ego says, maybe at some point in the future I can be at peace if this, that or the other happens, or I obtain this or become that. Or it says, I can never be at peace because of something that happened in the past. Listen to people's stories and they could all be entitled why I cannot be at peace now. The ego doesn't know that your only opportunity for being at peace is now. Or maybe it does know and it is afraid that you may find this out. Peace, after all, is the end of the ego. How to be at peace now? By making peace with the present moment. The present moment is the field on which the game of life happens. It cannot happen anywhere else. Once you have made peace with the present moment, see what happens, what you can do or choose to do, or rather what life does through you. And there are three words that convey the secret of the art of living, the secret of all success and happiness, one with life. Being one with life is being one with now. You then realise that you don't live your life, but life lives you. Life is the dancer and you are the dance. The ego loves its resentment of reality. What is reality? Whatever is. Buddha called it I pronounce this probably not to pronounce this correctly, Tatata, the suchness of life, which is no more than the suchness of this moment. Opposition toward that suchness is one of the main features of the ego. It creates the negativity that the ego thrives on, the unhappiness that it loves. In this way, you make yourself and others suffer and don't even know that you are doing it. Don't know that you are creating hell on earth. To create suffering without recognizing it, this is the essence of unconscious living. This is being totally in the grip of the ego. The extent of the ego's inability to recognize itself and see what it, is, what it is doing is staggering and unbelievable. It will do exactly what it condemns others for and not see it. When it is pointed out, it will use angry denial, clever arguments and self-justifications to distort the facts. People do it, corporations do it, governments do it. When all else fails, 
the ego will resort to shouting or even to physical violence. Send in the Marines. We can now understand the deep wisdom in Jesus' words on the cross. Forgive them for they not know what they do. To end the misery that has afflicted the human condition for thousands of years, you have to start with yourself and take responsibility for your inner state at any given moment. That means now. Ask yourself, is there negativity in me at this moment? Then become alert, attentive to your thoughts as well as your emotions. Watch out for the low-level unhappiness in whatever form that I mentioned earlier, such as discontent, nervousness, being fed up and so on. Watch out for the thoughts that appear to justify or explain this unhappiness, but in reality cause it. The moment you become aware of a negative state within yourself, it does not mean you have failed. It means that you have succeeded. Until that awareness happens, there is identification with inner states, and such identification is ego. With awareness comes disidentification from thoughts, emotions and reactions. This is not to be confused with denial. The thoughts, emotions or reactions are recognised and in the moment of recognising, disidentification happens automatically. Your sense of self, of who you are, then undergoes a shift. Before you were the thoughts, emotions and reactions, now you are the awareness, the conscious presence that witnesses those states. One day I will be free of the ego. Who is talking? The ego. To become free of the ego is not really a big job, but a very small one. All you need to do is be aware of your thoughts and emotions as they happen. This is not really a doing, but an alert seeing. In that sense, it is true that there is nothing you can do to become free of the ego. When that shift happens, which is the shift from thinking to awareness, an intelligence far greater than the ego's cleverness begins to operate in your life. Emotions and even thoughts become depersonalised through awareness. Their impersonal nature is recognised. There is no longer a self in them. They are just human emotions, human thoughts. Your entire personal history, which is ultimately no more than a story, a bundle of thoughts and emotions, becomes of secondary importance. 
and no longer occupies the forefront of your consciousness. It no longer forms the basis for your sense of identity. You are the light of presence, the awareness that is prior to and deeper than any thoughts and emotions. That brings us to the end of that passage titled The Secret of Happiness. And I'll just uh, scan the passage for anything that I would like to just repeat and go over. And we can begin with the, the question that is asked here in this passage of how to be at peace now. Such a profound question and perhaps one that everybody is is asking in some way. And it says here, by making peace with the present moment. And Eckhart says later in a passage about being free of the ego, that it's not a doing. In uh, There's nothing that can be done to become free of ego. And this this can be connected to what we've just read here by making peace with the present moment and another line here in the passage was to end the misery that has afflicted the human condition for thousands of years, you have to start with yourself and take responsibility for your inner state at any given moment. So again it comes back to the present moment there and being aware of the inner state within you. and to watch out for low-level unhappiness in whatever form that Eckhart mentioned earlier, such as discontent, nervousness, being fed up, and so on. And these are the more challenging emotions or the thoughts to be aware of because they're so subtle and so natural, so, you know, it's, often a, a more difficult to detect and lastly just to touch upon thoughts and emotions that so when that shift happens which is the shift from thinking to awareness an intelligence far greater than the ego's cleverness begins to operate in your life Emotions and even thoughts become depersonalized through awareness. There is no longer a self in them. They are just human emotions and human thoughts. I just wanted to touch upon that because 
there can often be a, a, a kind of perception or concept when you are, you know, in quote, spiritual or, or a present being that, you know, no thoughts will arise or you won't react to anything in that. You know, there will be no emotions. You'll be completely serene. But it may be the case that th thoughts may may decrease you know thought patterns as they are seen they may dissolve and so thought activity may decrease but but obviously we have the human body we have the mind and emotions and thoughts are part of the form we are the form we have but the key is here is that they are depersonalized Nothing is taken personal in this sense. When a thought arises, you can see it as Eckhart says here, human thought. There's no you in that thought. And again, it's such a huge, a huge understanding or a huge shift in, in you know, from being, operating in thought and seeing yourself in thought that these are my thoughts and operating in the field of awareness where thought arises as just thought not your thought and just to end with the last paragraph Your entire personal history, which is ultimately no more than a story, a bundle of thoughts and emotions, becomes of secondary importance and no longer occupies the forefront of your consciousness. It no longer forms the basis for your sense of identity. You are the light of presence, the awareness that is prior to and deeper than any thoughts and emotions. Uh, thank you for joining me for this episode and I wish you well in this present moment and we'll speak again very soon. Take care. <laughs>